0: Hey guys, again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. And if you love what you see, and I know you do, please rate, review, and subscribe. It would mean so much to us. Yeah, it absolutely means the world to us. Helps us get out to a wider audience. Really just capture more people that we can help you with this show. Again, if you're getting value, check us out. Thank you again. So grateful to you. everyone and welcome to Mothers of Multifamily. It's Monday, it's my favorite day and I have oh my goodness, I have like a mom crush on this woman. She is amazing. She is with Enzo. This is Vina Jetty. Welcome Vina. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being here. So, I'm going to ask you my one question. Wherever we go from there, it's cool, but okay. I know you are a busy mama. You are like on top of the world. You're running a multi-million dollar, a billion dollar yet. Um, multi-million yeah. dollar corporation, billion dollar at this point. <laughs> and how do you do it? How do you do everything? Oh. oh, and and if I didn't mention this before, she has twins, folks. How do you do it, sweetie? Yeah. Um so <laughs> I don't I don't actually is what I do.
1: I fake it till I make it, I think. Um, you know, And I say this on like every single podcast when someone asks me like, what's your secret sauce? And honestly, it's finding partners that are smarter than you and tricking them into partnering with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I doubt if you have to trick anybody to partner up with you, sweetie.
1: No, I mean, they're they're amazing. And honestly, like they are so good about you know, helping balance that because we all are actually very family oriented. So all of us actually have daughters. Um, so I have two daughters. My partner, Seppan, has a daughter and my partner, Pooja, has two daughters also. And it's really fun because they're all under three and a half. So fun and busy and hectic and crazy. huh. Having another mom and a super involved dad on our team are, is like so nice because they totally get why I'm taking a conference call with a baby screaming in the background. And you know, we just we roll with it. And the quarantine has not made it any easier. (laughs) So
0: absolutely not.
1: (laughs) So yeah, but no, it's I mean, I think having like two women that are partners in a business really helps too. And so I think it's just having the people around you that can support you and you can, you know, step in and help on tasks with what they need help with and then vice versa. That was like incredibly helpful during my pregnancy and then also after having kids.
0: So what you're saying is the best thing to do is basically to surround yourself with the best people possible. But how do you add value to that team? What is your superpower?
1: Yeah. So my role within the team is I actually am more like Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, So if I have to give myself one role, it's really like the investment side. Um, I'm very investor facing, customer facing, external facing for our company. But the reality is we're a small business. So on the internal side, we all touch a lot of different areas of the business, and we all help each other tremendously in everything. So, um, for us, anytime we're doing an acquisition on a multifamily asset, I do like all of the PSA negotiations, the contract negotiations. Um, I do any kind of interaction with legal, just in general, for our company. Um, you know, I help with the PPM production. I do you know, I'll jump in and help wherever is needed. So I'll help with, I'll help Pooja with putting together content for the website, for the marketing, for um, underwriting with uh, Seven. So it just kind of depends on what the need is at that moment. Um, I have like these little tasks that all kind of add up and I kind of handle those, but uh, my major role is actually
0: in the investor facing side. So you're basically your superpower is being a mother cause it sounds like you're taking care of everyone <laughs> and everything. <laughs>
1: Maybe I don't know. I'm like so new to momming. I'm not a veteran like you are. So I don't know. Yes,
0: <laughs> it's your your you are a super mom. That's, that's what that's what I call you. You're super mom.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. No, it's definitely of everything I've done in my life. Being a mom has been the most difficult and the best thing that I've done.
0: Well, let's dive a little bit deeper into that because you are you are a businesswoman extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. I met you a few years ago uh, through Michael Blanc. He put us together. Yeah. We were like in this like group of women, like just sharing all the value. And yeah. like I would listen to you talk, and I'm like this 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 woman has her stuff together. I love you, yeah, Um So I- how how did you transition um, into being a mom? Well, not, like, not only that, like transition your mind, transition your business. Cause I mean, I could go on and on about what I did. Cause when you go into that mom, that mom, yeah. like
1: yeah. space,
0: it's yeah. like, it's either you separate the two, the mom brain and the business brain, which I've sort of done. Cause I can't really think about the two at the same time, yeah. or you mesh the two together and somehow find like a cohesive whole.
1: Yeah, I think I'm still probably navigating that a little bit. So my girls are really young. They're not even a year yet. They'll be a year in July. So they're little. Um, but I think what I'm doing right now, and I, I haven't actually put a lot of like min- mindfulness into this. So mm-hmm. what I'm doing right now is... So I work from home mostly and I have a nanny that comes to the house. So my girls have their playroom upstairs, their nursery, whatever. So they hang out up there. And then every time I get like a break or anytime I'm on an internal phone call, I'll like run upstairs and like hold them or hang out with them while I'm like on my call or like sending my emails. Mm -hmm. Um, So I see them like three or four times throughout the day for like 10, 15 minutes. And then every day, and this is actually a change for me, but every day at five o'clock right now, Um, I stop whatever I'm doing, no matter what. And um, I take my girls, we walk over. So for the quarantine, my husband's a frontline physician. So um, he's an anesthesiologist. So we quarantined away from him. So he moved into my parents' house and then my parents moved in here. So every day at five o'clock, we walk over to his house or his house, I should say. um, And we see him for 15 minutes. And then we walk back and then, um, you know, I do dinner and then bedtime, bath time, routine, everything. And then by 7.30, they're down and then I start working again. But like from 5 to 7.30, I don't schedule anything. I don't take calls. I leave what I'm doing and come back after 7.30. So that's like my quality time versus like quantity time, if you will. Um, and then, you know, if I'm on just like a regular business call and one of the girls is being fussy, the nanny or my mom will bring one of them down and they'll just sit on my lap and hang out and
0: have all the screen time. So I don't know. <laughs> I think I think the whole screen time pediatric yeah. or pediatrics thing has gone out the
1: window right now uh, for most of us. Yeah, I am I'm sure sorry. <laughs> that screen time and calories
0: and alcohol intake don't count. <laughs> no, no it, it all it all ended the moment we like all got quarantined. But Crazy. I want to I want to like backtrack a little bit because I'm glad you brought that up because you started opening up about what's happening to you mm-hmm. during COVID, yeah. and for anybody that's listening, you know months, years from now to this, we are talking during the time of COVID-19, we were all at home, we were all quarantined. And like Vina just said, her husband is a frontline doctor. He is in it and he is in deep and he quarantined himself away from his family. I mean, I- I'm going to get all teary-eyed if I even think about <laughs> having to be in your position. It's crazy. So how are you, if you don't mind me asking me this, how are you dealing with that? it's hard
1: (laughs) I'd be going crazy Um, so yeah no it's really hard because he's my best friend and we're really like we get along well and you know he's just my support system and I'm more worried about him because like for me I have the kids I have my parents here you know and I have work and for him he doesn't come home to anybody and like that I think is hard because I I worry about him getting lonely but we do see him he'll like if it's Hot out. I bought a little like inflatable pool in the backyard. So I'll put the girls in that, and then he'll come and he'll stand like you know six feet away, ten feet away, and then look at them and interact with them. What's the hardest actually is my girls are too young to understand why their dad isn't like holding them and like hugging them, yeah. kissing them, because he's like a very involved father, very hands on. And then all of a sudden they see him, but they can't. They, he won't touch them, and so they just don't get it. That's the hardest part. But I'm hoping that in the next like couple of weeks, he can come back.
0: I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. My heart goes out for you and your family, because I can't even imagine how that feels to be in your husband's shoes, especially just to not, not be able to touch your daughters. Yeah, That's... I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to cry all over this podcast, I, I swear. Um, I have a
1: friend who is a ICU doctor in Dallas, and she has... A a five-year-old, I think, and then she has twins, toddler twins. She was like, "I don't know what I'm supposed to do because the risk of exposure is just really high." And for us, like, I'm an asthmatic, so that's the main reason why we're like, "Okay, if you're going to have any potential exposure, you have to be quarantined away." So I don't know. I mean, it's everybody's dealing with this. We're not alone. And you know, it's not even the doctors that I feel like have it the worst. And I know it's not the misery Olympics or anything like that, but like. Mm -hmm. There are the staff that cleans the hospital, like, you know, the people that launder the scrubs at the hospital, like those people are just not even being like recognized or called out. And like doctors and nurses, they're getting a lot of recognition. They're getting a lot of support. And I think that's awesome. But like, I just want to call out specifically people that don't get that recognition and they have just as risky or riskier jobs because they don't have PPE when they're cleaning. Um, and you know that's—I think that's harder because what do they do with their families?
0: Yeah. Well, well, let's take a moment and recognize them. Yeah. Let's take a moment right now and recognize them because let's take yeah. everyone that's on the front line—the people that clean the hospitals, the people that that deliver the medicine—that are like, for instance, my aunts are phlebotomists.
1: Yep. As yes. A phlebotomy. I mean, everybody. Everybody that's ancillary or support staff to physicians and nurses are also just as frontline. And you know, I'll say too, we're lucky to be able to quarantine because there's a lot of people who can't do that. Yeah. And so I just think like all of those people, and just essential workers in general, I shouldn't even say just the hospital, like <laughs> my mail carrier, I love her. I'm so happy that she's still coming to work every day. Um, and I know all of us love our Amazon delivery people. Oh yeah. They get (laughs) extra special love. I have the
0: kids like wave furiously from the window.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And so it's just like, I think it's a good time too for us to all take a pause and kind of recognize that our world goes around because our garbage people come every week. Mm -hmm. Like what if they didn't come? What then? You know, and our cashiers at the stores and our stalkers and, you know, all those things are really, really important. I think people don't really realize how necessary they are until they're in this situation.
0: Oh, just just having the, and I know you have this, having an attitude of gratitude every day. And this this situation that we all find ourselves in should be cluing more people into having that attitude. I mean, it's small things. Like you said, our garbage men, our garbage man came by. The kids were playing in the front yard. I brought the kids to the front door while he did his thing. And they're just like, hey, garbage man, thank you. You're okay. awesome. And I didn't even have to tell them that. Oh, I they love. just like said, thank you, because they, they fully understand. Because I've had a discussion with my five-year-old about everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, I would ask you if you had a discussion with your children, but I mean, I yeah, they're, they're sure. under one. You, you <laughs> yeah. can talk to them.
1: <laughs> I do talk to them a lot because, I mean, spoiler alert, I never shut up. So, <laughs> like, and I have two daughters that are identical to me because, like, I talk straight through my sleep and my girls do not shut up when they're sleeping. So, uh, the whole night I'm, like, staring at the monitor, you know, like, the first time mom thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is she breathing still? Oh, yeah. She's talking. She's talking. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you, like, go in and you're just, like, you like, you like. You're like yeah, i up, but I just have to check. Yeah, yeah. Or like you go like this, like your yeah, like, like underneath your the nose, and you're, kind of like, and you're like, don't don't wake up, don't, don't. wake up, no, no no. Yeah, exactly. Thank goodness you're still breathing. <laughs> no, I I completely understand. Oh my goodness. So because your husband is on the front line, you are a full time working mama. What, what little bit of not even a little bit, if you could tell anything to the world of mamas and papas out there, what's one bit of advice, or 10, it's up to you, um, that you would give everyone right now? Wow.
1: Uh, Okay, that is like, See, it's funny because like I feel like I'm so new at momming that I'm like always asking everyone else. I'm like, so is it normal that they cry when I try to like feed them regular food, or why are they spitting this out all of a sudden? They loved it yesterday, and like that's exactly the luck all of my veteran mom friends go like, oh that's normal. Just wait, it gets much harder. <laughs> so I feel like the advice I would give somebody is that so okay I I'm raising two girls and Mm -hmm. obviously we're very like women empowerment oriented and you know this from our like women's groups and stuff like that so I would say um, one of the things that we're very deliberate deliberate about in our house even my husband is is not defaulting to the he or the male gender or male dominance not because it like really is gonna do anything but I want to subtly signal to them too that this is like gender equality is important and they you know their mom is doing something that is in a male-dominated space there's no mm-hmm. reason that they can't do the same and so um that, that's something we kind of incorporate into like everyday life so we're just like very mindful about what we say to them and what we expose them to like all of our library books are all like female and minority, like heroes and characters. And we just, we have it everywhere around us. Uh, we expose them to languages early. So uh, my nanny speaks in only Spanish to them. Um, my poor Spanish also gets used around them. And <laughs> my mom speaks to them in our mother tongue, uh, Telugu also, and she mm-hmm. speaks in Hindi as well. So they're being exposed to many languages right now.
0: That is amazing just giving your children more of a world view and letting them know that they of course of course at this point in their lives they can really do anything they want they can be anything they want and it's kind of up to us as their parents to mold them Mm -hmm. and to lift them up in such a way that they know this that they know that they can be more than any stereotype or anything that the world tells them that they have to be. Absolutely. And it's so funny because like,
1: that's actually the most terrifying thing, right? It's like we get to mold them, but we don't find out the results for like decades.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd let go of that one.
1: (laughs) And the, The best advice I have is, oh my gosh, if you can have grandparents close by all means, especially if they're like, involved grandparents. It is the best thing ever. Yeah. Have I told you how I forced my parents to move here?
0: I love it. No.
1: Oh yeah. I so five years ago in August, I bought them the house down the street from me. <laughs> they lived in Chicago. They've been there for like 28, 30 years, a long time. And so I bought th- this house came up for sale. It was a perfect house. I knew I wanted them to live here. My mom worked from home. My dad had taken early retirement they're also real estate investors. And so I called them, I bought the house. Cause I was like, Oh, this is perfect. And it's a 10 minute walk. It's less than half a mile from my house. So I bought it. And then I called my mom and I was like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, I'm packing. I'm like, Oh, you are. That's great. And she's like, okay, that's weird. And I was like, well, you're packing everything, right? She's like, well, no, just for like a week. Cause they were going on an Alaskan cruise. I was like, oh, okay, well, when you're done packing that, just keep packing everything else too. She's like, What are you talking about? She's like, I bought you a house and you're moving in six weeks. <laughs> She's like, Wait, what? And it was like, Yeah, I bought the house down the street. I think you'll love it. And we close in six weeks so you can move anytime after that. Like, but we're not moving. And, no knew, but you are. She's like, I-, I thought I was joking for like the longest time. She thought I was joking. It was like, No, I'm. I really bought it, we have this house. And so then she's like, oh my gosh. And so she's like kind of used to my antics, right? Like she raised me, this is her fault if you think about it. Exactly,
0: exactly, it's her fault.
1: Right, exactly, that's what I told her. I was like, listen mom, if you didn't want me to do this, you shouldn't have raised me to be able to do this. And so they moved and it's like the best thing ever. And now like they're cute, they see the kids every day, they like take them for walks. They're like super involved in their lives, so it's awesome.
0: I love that. See, I would do the same for my parents. I would totally buy them a house like a few doors away, even like maybe five, ten minutes away. Like have a little like time yeah. that they can walk <laughs> over, get their exercise. Except that my parents live in Hawaii. They're not gonna move to Oh, orders. okay. Well, you buy a house by them and buy me one too. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. No, I'm gonna buy I'm gonna get an Airbnb in Hawaii and it's gonna be open to all the friends. It's be awesome. All the friends. Like I that that's planned I mean, we're friends for a reason this is the reason yes nothing, so else. Can, okay. nothing else just my just my Hawaii ties okay. now I get it yeah, exactly. and I, I'm I'm good with that <laughs> <laughs> I love Hawaii are you uh, gonna come the Big
1: Island what's that Big
0: Island or yeah well yeah. I'm originally born in the Big Island uh from Hilo and then okay. I lived on Oahu and Maui my okay. parents are on Oahu right now
1: Okay. I've been, Yeah. I've been to Hawaii a lot because I have an uncle and aunt and cousin that my cousin grew up there. So we visited a bunch.
0: That is awesome. I could talk about Hawaii the entire time we're on this podcast. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get back to the podcast. Let's get back to multifamily. Um, so before I let you go, what is How can people get a hold of you Mm -hmm. if they want to get to know you, get to know what you do at Enzo, Mm -hmm. or just get any information about multifamily or mommying?
1: Yeah. So if you, we're actually doing um, like a brand refresh right now. So there's a new website going up. And so um, until that goes up, you can email uh, hello at enzoventures.com dot or admin at B-R-A-N-D-S B-R-A-N-D-S.com. And the powers that be, will make sure you get to the right partner, whether that's me or, you know, if you're asking about something like underwriting related, go to my partner, Seppin. If you're asking about something like marketing related, go to Pooja. So just kind of depends on what you're looking for. And then either you'll get in touch with me or one of my partners.
0: That is fantastic. And before I let you go, because we are in deep in COVID right now, what is one piece of advice you would give to people regarding the situation that we're in?
1: Oh, drink a lot. Like a lot of alcohol is really (laughs) how we're getting through. No, I'm kidding. Um, Honestly, I know like this is a really hard time. It's hard for everybody. Um, You know, make sure you're taking care of your mental health because it's easy to go stir crazy, and you know if you need help, reach out. It's like there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Um, a lot of physicians and therapists are doing online sessions if you need it, um, and there's like no shame in that game. And so I think you know just be mindful of your mental health, the lo- your loved ones. You know check in with your elderly family members. You know if they're getting lonely because
0: it's hard to be no contact the way yeah. we. have The the great thing is with everything that we're actually reaching out to more family members than we ever have before. I've talked to more cousins, more my mom, my dad. Everyone is getting like more touches now than ever before. So, before I go on another tangent with you, Vina, because you know we can go there. (laughs) (laughs) On the rabbit hole. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to you for being on today.
1: Uh, thank you for having me. This is so fun. <laughs>
0: we should do this every day.
1: I know. Well, you know, we really, I miss our group. We really need to get it back together. We, this is the problem when you have a bunch of moms, is we all oh, were like, oh my God, we're so busy. Something has to fall off the plate. And this was it. And so yeah. we need to like,
0: shame on all of us. Well, now we have no excuse because now we're I all know. on the computer all the time. So we can just call each other. Exactly. Yes, we should well, do like thank a virtual. You again. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you are amazing. And to all my listeners out there, you are amazing. I'll talk to you later. Bye now. Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon.
1: Live every day, bringing us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging, bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check this out.
0: Can't wait to see you.